Hello, friends. You are listening to We're Business Owners Now, a mini show within We're Moms Now, where we'll be talking to local Tucson entrepreneurs about how to run a successful small business. Parents and artisans will each be covering a topic where they hold expertise and sharing their personal opinions, tips, and tricks on things like preparing your first market booth, pricing inventory, successful marketing techniques, and turning social media into your most powerful tool. Today we'll be talking with Megan Koi-Schwam of Koi Creative about how to design a market booth that speaks for itself and what to consider when you're designing your own booth as we lead up to market season this fall. Hi, Megan. Hi. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here and sharing your time with us. I appreciate you. Of course. I'm excited. Will you give a little introduction of yourself and tell us what you sell at markets? Sure. Um, so my name is Megan Koi Schwam. I'm the owner and creative behind Koi Creative. I mostly sell uh, polymer clay earrings, um, but I also make other jewelry and resin jewelry and stuff and stuff like that. Awesome. Um, yay! And they're cute, guys. So <laughs> thank you. Check her out. Check out her cute stuff. <laughs> all right um so in the first episode i spoke with jessica melrose of melrose macrame about her booth which is like a full experience the customers walk into mm-hmm. like a pop-up shop um i wanted to talk to you next because you also sell every weekend even at the same market she does i believe mm-hmm. um but you have a very different take on your booth which is more clean straightforward very time efficient And you also Mm -hmm. sell a very different product, which I think ties into those choices. Um, So through talking with you and with Jessica, uh, my hope is to share like two different sides of designing your market booth and the choices you make. Um, And your businesses listening into the podcast can decide how they want to design their booth and uh, what what their priorities are as they do that. Mm -hmm. Um. So let me ask you first, what's important to you in designing your market booth setup? Yeah. So when I started, I wasn't sure how long I was going to be doing it or if it was going to last long. So I sort of started like building up piece by piece. Um, And in the last couple of months going into this fall season, I started thinking more intentionally about what I wanted out and how I wanted things to look. Um, so mainly I want people to feel drawn in. I think levels and colors are important that kind of speak for your brand. Um, I care a lot about branding. So like all my earring cards and display colors are consistent, but I am usually by myself. So a simple setup and breakdown is a really big plus for me. (laughs) So I focus on that as well. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm big on, on the efficiency. That's like, that that efficiency in my booth like makes it or breaks it for me <laughs> well especially because I sell every weekend it's yeah do it you you want to have something that's pretty easy to to work with yes and um I don't know if you mind me bringing this up but um you've been pregnant you've been doing markets through your pregnancy as well am I right yes yeah so that that efficiency makes you able to to do that and mm-hmm. stay healthy and take care of yourself at the same time exactly yeah that's that's so cool um yay I'm happy that we're talking about this This is great (laughs) (laughs) um so if you were to say like top three things in designing your booth that are super important to you what would those top three be yeah um so I think 
like I said, the branding, I think like call and that that's for your whole product, everything that you do. I think everything should be consistent across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, because people start to recognize your brand and they know that it's you or they saw their friend with whatever, yes. you know. So that's that starts to become a consistent for people. Um, I think spreading out as much as you can within a booth space is really important. So I've added a second table. Um, over time, I added a second table, so I have more space to spread out my products. Um, and then I think just being flexible is actually a really important part of that because sometimes I can't use two tables or sometimes I can't, it's windy and I can't have stuff out like I like. So I have alternatives at the ready um, in order to accommodate those kind of things. Okay. They, those are some really great points. So spreading out, um, what what is your, like, what was your main thought process in deciding to start bringing the second table? Uh, mainly I had, I had a lot of products, <laughs> had a lot of things to, <laughs> to look at. Um, but I was finding that people, when it does get busy at markets, you don't want people to walk away because they can't approach your table. Oh, um, yes. And like you mentioned, Jessica has a whole immersive, she has like walls set up with her. She has large macrame um, displays mm-hmm. and earrings are smaller. So of course, you know, they're laid out on the table and I would see people kind of come up and like look like they wanted to look, but the table was already filled. So they would go away. Um, and once they go away, they might come back, but you don't know. Um, so I tried mm-hmm. to spread out a little bit so that they can, I can get fit more people at the table at one time. I love that. Thank you for bringing that up because I feel like this is so important and it's something that I've thought a lot about too as I've, I've, my booth is different every single time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I'm always, I don't know what it is. Well, it's probably the ADHD. I know what it is. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, figuring that out and observing how people approach your booth is such Mm -hmm. a big deal and it's something that you learn as you, as you do markets on and on. Exactly. Um, I also like that you pointed out um, for, for looking at multiple sides, whatever it is that a new business might be selling with Jessica, you know, she has the walk-in thing and it didn't occur to me that because her pieces are large, you can see them from far away. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of display works really well. But then with the little things, like I sell little art and stickers and you sell mm-hmm. um, the little earrings. I don't know if they're little, they're big earrings, but they're small. Well, they're big earrings, but <laughs> earrings are still, yeah. <laughs> smaller than yeah a, they're, a they're a small piece. product and so people need to be able to see them up close um so I love the idea of spreading out your booth so that multiple people lots of people can view at the same time mm-hmm. that's a really really good point thank you for sharing that yeah um so what we kind of discussed this what have been the most successful choices that you've made in your booth design uh de- yeah definitely the second table I would say um and I think having a set way how I like to do things and then I'm able to be flexible from there um, mm-hmm. so that that way yeah it's like we set up and then if I want to like try something different this time I can um, so I can sort of like gather that data on what works better and what doesn't um, being really flexible has been a very I know these aren't like very like fancy design choice things but being Mm -hmm. flexible week to week um I always bring extra baskets and things like that just in case it gets windy because my earrings are also really lightweight um Mm -hmm. so I have different ideas about how I like plan a b c d you know in case things are (laughs) not going how I want them to um, and I've learned that from experience. I've had like a whole table of earrings blow away <laughs> and have to go run yes. around and collect them. 
Yeah, so, you know, it's a huge deal to consider when you're going to be doing an outdoor market that you consider the weather and wind. I I have I sell art prints unframed. Mm -hmm. And so wind is a big deal. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. And that's I would recommend getting like walls. Like I said, I built things up over time and you learn as you go. But walls for your tent, if you don't have them, you won't need them until you need them. <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend having at least one or two in your like market kit just so they're there. I love that. So planning out, you know, plan A, plan B, plan C. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I also have just a bin under the table that has random little display items, little baskets mm -hmm. and things too, that if I'm like something isn't working, that I can pull something out and make it work. Right. Because you don't want to lose customers just like because you're fussing about things blowing away or things are... Yes. Not, yeah. You want to just be able we, to I think up, we've hey, all well, been we're going to put these all in this us, basket. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all of us seasoned vendors have definitely experienced all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Jessica suggested having an app. And do you do any special deals for market shoppers? Um, and why or why not? I do. So I have a little sale basket of items that um, either haven't moved or I've made too many of. Um, that is happening less over time as my brand is growing. I'm, you know, learning what, what people like and what sells best. But I keep that. They're on sale online as well. But if a market customer spends $50, they get to pick one for free from the sale basket. And it's been a really fun incentive for the customers because they get, always get excited about a free little gift. Um, mm -hmm. And there are things that weren't selling for me anyway, usually. So it's like a nice little extra, extra thing for them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, that's a really cool way to use your, your product that hasn't necessarily made the final cut. I think that's mm -hmm. really, um, that's a really intuitive thing to do. And I know you've, you've gotten me there before. I've yeah. gotten extra <laughs> earrings just because something in the little basket was adorable. So that's, <laughs> that's yeah. a really insightful thing to do there. Um, did you have that, uh, marked very clearly on your table that like, this is a basket of freebies and this is what you do. Do you have signage and everything for that? I don't. So I usually people come up, I'm not a very salesy person. So I, people mm -hmm. usually come up and I'll say like, hi, how are you doing? Like how, you know, how's your day going? Um, and then I'll just say like, take a look and let me know if you have any questions. And I can usually tell pretty quickly who's serious about buying or who just wants to like look and leave and I don't want them to feel like they have to stay <laughs> if they don't mm -hmm. want to um, right and then I'll say you know once people start looking at things or they say like two things are cute I'll say well you know if you spend 50 you get something free from the sale basket no pressure um but the yeah it's usually about two items get them to 50 dollars and so they'll okay get excited about it and then I think they like it better when it's not not to say their idea, but like I'm like, oh no pressure, but here's an option, and then they usually right. tend to go for it. <laughs> yeah, I I love that, and um, you know, the idea of giving freebies is always you know a question, mm -hmm. um, and freebies and discounts and things like that because as small businesses, you know, we're covering all of our own overhead and yes, um, and so deciding to do that, some people feel pressured, I think. Um, mm -hmm. to offer little discounts and things. And um, I love that you do that, but with items that wouldn't necessarily end up on your website or anything like that. So you do it through repurposing. And I think that's really awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>
You're welcome. <laughs> um, okay, so how long does it take you to set up? And does the that length weigh into your booth design preference? Yeah, so it definitely weighs into my design preference. Um, it usually takes me, I would say, about 45 minutes to an hour. And that includes, like, all the fussing about, like, where each little thing is going. Um, mm-hmm. The actual, like, putting up a tent and tables usually only takes about 10 minutes. Because um, I do, like I said, I do the same setup every time. And then I adjust from there depending on where we are or if I, you know, I need to go down to one table. Um, and I'm usually, like I said, doing markets by myself. So I like to, yeah, I don't want anything to take too long or be too arduous so that I'm not wearing myself out before I even start selling. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Having, having an assistant makes a big difference. When I do markets on my own, I like to give myself, you know, a good hour. Um, yeah. Maybe even get there 15 minutes before an hour. So I count in load up time and then I can take a lot of care setting things up. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I have my husband with me, he's like Mr. Efficient dude. Like if he's helping, we never show up early, like throwing stuff up and he takes it down at the end so fast. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's good to, to have systems, you know, if you're, if you're going to be there by yourself or if you're going to have an assistant or a partner helping you, um, and that, that leads to my next question. Um, if you ever do have a partner helping run your booth, do you do you ever have an assistant? Or are you always on your own? Yes. So I actually recently hired someone to work the booth for me because I'm 34 weeks pregnant now. Um, so it's mm-hmm. getting a little harder to, um, to get, yeah, to be able to do it on my own. Um, so she's been with me for all of October. We worked mm-hmm. together. And then yesterday was actually her first day on her own. Um, and I think I like it a lot because I used to do it all by myself or my mom or husband would help just to set up at bigger events. Um, mm-hmm. but having her there has been great because I trust her with the booth and I can focus now on like restocking for the holidays or creating new items and just focusing on home right now while we're nesting and such. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. That's very cool. Can you tell me a little bit more about hiring somebody like that? Yeah, so I lucked out a lot. I had posted a pretty thorough application because I knew kind of the person I was like the type of person I was looking for. And I wasn't sure I was going to find it. Um, But I ended up hiring. She's a regular customer of mine. And she I do the St. Philip's Plaza market um, the most often. And she used to work at one of the restaurants in the plaza. So she has like a really great um, knowledge of that that area and my products. um, And I made sure so she gets paid plus she gets a commission over a certain amount um, for sales that she's making. So I knew hiring somebody I wanted to really take care of whoever I was hiring. I don't, you know, I want to make sure that she's excited to be there and that she is feeling like it's worth her. Yeah. Worth her while worth her time. So she got paid um, $10 an hour while we were training. Um, Cause I was still there and doing a lot of the work. Um mm-hmm. And then while she's on her own, she's getting 13 an hour and then 10% commission over $200. So the, and the reason for that is because I'm paying her, it ends up being about $85 with the amount of hours she's working and then the booth fee. And then I have other, co- you know, other costs that factor into markets and such. So over anything over $200, she's getting a 10% commission. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Some markets are, you know, you make a lot more and others we might make under 200 so that's yeah she we discussed it and I made sure she thought that was fair and 
yeah <laughs> cool did you um have you had her like sign any type of contract or anything or um are you, you know just... I didn't yeah okay. I didn't I um I've scheduled her through January so she's like we've emailed and she's like so I guess she's agreed in writing technically um mm-hmm. to those dates and then after that we're going to kind of see how I'm doing with the baby and if she's still enjoying doing it and you know maybe we'll switch off sometimes or we'll figure it out from there yeah okay that's fantastic thank you so much for sharing that with us really good information that I did not know we were gonna learn from you today (laughs) (laughs) well and it is like you said it's very very nerve-wracking like I've been very nervous about about it there was one day I didn't make very much at the market and she was there for training so I ended up paying her you know about half of what I had made so like I'm, I'm sure that will happen sometimes but for the most part especially going into the holidays I think it's worth the peace of mind and I obviously like physically can't be there some for some of this time <laughs> so right um so I did but yeah I looked at my sales from last year and kind of weighed and balanced what if it was worth hiring somebody or not and I, I definitely think it was that's awesome and uh yeah, I mean, thinking about how if, if for anyone listening, if you're interested in, in figuring out how to um, how to do something like that, if you don't have, you know, a built in husband who will do what you say <laughs> or, whatever, <laughs> or whatever it is, or, you know, a best friend that's ready to help you, um, figuring all of that out can be pretty difficult. And then making sure that you have a profit I, when you were mm-hmm. sharing your insights with us, um, Megan, it just occurred to me even just raising the price of your products just one dollar could easily cover you know paying uh paying a partner or an an employee and so that that's another idea too if you're like man that sounds really great and I want to do it how do I make it work financially um I think that's fantastic Mm -hmm. okay um what do you use to process your payments at in-person markets and why did you choose that system yeah, I so I used to use uh, Square, but my website is through Squarespace, and they have mm-hmm. a separate point of sale app. So I use that because it keeps track of all my inventory and with a lot of different styles and colors and all sort you know all sorts of stuff. So it's easier to keep track of inventory as we go instead of writing things down and then changing it later. Um, so that's why I chose that purely because it's connected to my website and it's, it's convenient that way. I love um, that. We also, and what, oh, go ahead. <laughs> what is the, what is the program that you use through the square Squarespace? Which program? Yeah. I think it's connected to square. Okay. So it's still connected to square, but it's the app itself is a separate point of sale app. Okay. That's very yeah. cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and what, then I also accept sorry. Venmo and cash, of course, because that's convenient for people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I love that you mentioned keeping track of your inventory um, while you're at markets. I mm-hmm. sometimes am on top of that. And then other times I feel like people come in so fast that if I'm mm-hmm. trying to search for a specific item, then they stand there waiting there and it feels awkward. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I usually try to keep chatting with people as I'm searching. <laughs> um, I also name things pretty simple names. So they might not look very exciting on the website, but 
it, you know, it's easier to keep in mind, like you're looking at something and you're like, oh, this is like a moon and what, you know, so you search the, <laughs> the mm-hmm. word of it. Um, so okay. I think that's great. And people tend to be patient. So I think if, as long as you're not panicking, you know, you keep mm-hmm. chatting with them, ask <laughs> if they want a bag while you're searching. Um, usually people are pretty patient about it. Okay, that's awesome. And even taking that time while, you know, you're at the market saves you a ton of time having to do inventory later. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's pretty worth it just to, to have a transaction last a few seconds longer than it would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's very cool that you do that. I like I said, I do it sometimes and other times I'm like, three bucks, six bucks. And I just, <laughs> yeah, just take everything in instead of using the inventory. And I always end up having to do inventory later. But with market season coming up, you know, a lot of us have back to back markets and mm-hmm. our websites are up at the same time. And so taking the time to be able to take things out of your inventory is. is... And, and I have yeah, I square up. Um, so the, the square website um and it's the same thing everything's connected into the square app and so I can like search through and so setting Mm -hmm. something like that up is I think that's that's a very good pointer for anybody um who has any back-to-back markets or anything like that with a website running keeping track of inventory yeah I'm I'm also a data (laughs) junkie so I love like if you're putting things in um if I do run things just through square at this point it's not connected to my website So you have to do Mm -hmm. custom amounts and what I love about, so I can go back on Squarespace and I know for sure that certain styles are best sellers because the data shows me so. Um, And I think that's really important once you, like I've been doing this a little over a year. And so, yeah, it's really nice to see like, oh, so this whole year, like this item is definitely a bestseller. So I focus on keeping that in stock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love data. Data is so great. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, this time I lost you. Um, okay, so okay. where did you lose uh, me? <laughs> we've got, um, well, I lost you like right at the end of a sentence, so I think it's awesome. <laughs> okay, great, great. Um, and then the very last question, uh, what advice would you like to give to someone designing their booth setup for the first time? Yeah, so I would say to consider all the all the factors of environment, like what if you're outside, like I said, getting getting some walls ahead of time is usually like walls. If it's going to be windy, you never know if it's going to be windy, um, keeping extra baskets with you, things like that. If you you know know your product, because like like we said, Jessica's things are large macrame wall hangings, so those aren't going to blow away, but earrings or stickers or little things like that will. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say if you have an idea about something that you like really want to try, I would go for it. Cause like there, I've seen a lot of really creative things out there, um, that people have done and I'm always really impressed with their setups. So yeah. And being flexible, like I said before is important because if you, yes, I've done events on a patio of a bar where I had one table squished with everybody, or you get like your whole own tent space, or it just depends on where you are. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Very, very good advice. Um, Well, that is my last question. Thank you so much for joining me today and for sharing your insights and your knowledge. Yeah, thank you. It was fun. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And uh, yeah, so thanks so much. And um, I will add in the show notes, everyone, a link to the Koi Creative Instagram 
um, where you can see her products and shop her website and all of those goodies. And uh, should we should we just have it as a standing, Megan, that you are at St. Philip's Plaza every weekend and you can be found there? Yeah, yeah. For the most part, um, I'm doing a few special pop-ups. I'm doing the Made in Tucson Market here and then the NSA Annex Holiday Bazaar. But otherwise, we're at St. Philip's every awesome. weekend. So. And I, yeah. I love that you have that consistency. I think there's there's a lot to say for that, too, in your in your whole business plan. Uh, you know generally and I think that's that's great for fans and for people who are thinking about holiday shopping and all of those things that Mm -hmm. we've got coming up um okay yeah and I always post on Instagram too if like every week I'll post where we're going to be just as a reminder for people yes yes that's so good um awesome well thank you so much again and I hope Mm -hmm. you have a fantastic rest of your day thank you you too (laughs) bye-bye bye You have been listening to We're Business Owners Now, a mini show within We're Moms Now. We heard today from Megan Koi Schwamm of Koi Creative, a local Tucson business who makes polymer clay earrings, resin earrings, and does markets just about every weekend, even through her pregnancy as well. So she shared so much good information with us and um, yeah, huge thanks huge thanks to Megan today. And thank you guys for listening. I hope this podcast is um, answering your questions, giving you good insight and helping you as you plan for your first markets or your um, your um, emerging business launch, whatever it may be. I, uh, I hope that, that these insights shared from lo- local tu- Tucson businesses are helping you guys out. And please uh, share the podcast, share this with your friends in Tucson here. You know, all businesses support each other. We appreciate each other and uh, share, share the love, share the knowledge, guys. Have a great day and thank you for listening in.